Welcome back, everyone, to the High Tempo Sports Podcast, episode 153. Today, we are back for a regular episode. This is the first time me and Easton have sat down for just a regular episode in, like, I don't know, two weeks, maybe? Yeah, just you and I. It feels mm-hmm. kind of special. It does. It it's, feels, it's, this is like the start of something new. It is. Know? And this is kind of the late night cast right now. It's like nine-ish. Like, yeah, that's late-ish. Yeah, it'd feel a lot later if we weren't exactly where we basically live. I mean, yeah. I'm not where I live. You are. But exactly. I live just down the road. It just really feels like, you know, earlier when we did a late night cast, we'd start at 930. Mm-hmm. We have a half hour drive home. Exactly. Like, it's it's a commitment to yeah, being late. Yeah, exactly. So it's really not that late. Like, yeah, it's not that bad in general. Anymore. Exactly. Uh, but this is our first episode, just me and Easton in the new setup. So if you're watching on YouTube, it's a little more zoomed in than usual. But uh, also, by the way, since we're here, uh, go check out our channel. We posted uh, the the High Tempo Fast Break with Barry Hill last week. We did a draft video a couple like episodes ago. And then we have another High Tempo Fast Break episode coming uh, this weekend, yep. which is going to be 2v2 NFL trivia. We already recorded it and everything. We're just stashing it for after this episode to come out. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking with the fast break, uh, it's a great weekend thing. You mm-hmm. know, you, it is. you listen to our podcast Thursday, you have the rest, and then, you know, it gets uploaded on Saturday at 6. You have the whole week before Thursday to listen to it yeah. or, you know, watch it before. And it was fun. I mean, the other one's going to be really cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's going to be much more of like a YouTube video mm-hmm. than a podcast. Yeah, it's actually like a YouTube video, which yeah. is still going to be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the audio listeners. So don't worry about that. But yeah, today we're here because today's a very special episode. If you are an OG listener of the High Tempo podcast, you know that weekly picks uh, became a very big like session of our podcast mm-hmm. um, segment, I guess. And it's back today. NFL starts tomorrow. Uh, it's Wednesday night right now. So weekly picks season three is back. Super excited. Yeah, starts today, which if weekly picks is back, that means football is back, mm-hmm. which is if, if you're not hype about football right now, what are you doing? Exactly. You know, draft a fantasy team. Do something. Mm-hmm. You got to get excited because – I'm so pumped for this Thursday night Me game. Me too, dude. Just get going. Such, I mean, obviously, I got Stafford jersey on right now. Rams, reigning champions, taking on the Bills. The Bills are probably the <sighs> AFC favorites right now. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's going to be a great start to the NFL season. I mean, um, their slate of games oh, yeah. for this week, or the first week, is just, they nailed it. Mm-hmm. The, the NFL did an awesome job. I mean, we have the Chargers and the Raiders, two of the most high-powered offenses yeah. in football. Uh, what is it? Kansas City, Arizona. Yeah, it's a good super high pace game. Super Bucks, interesting. Cowboys Sunday night. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously, we're gonna go through all of them when we get to weekly picks. So, uh, before we do that, let's talk about the first weekend of college football uh, because college football started last weekend. I would say most fans of football spent their entire Saturday planted on the couch watching football. I know I did. I know you did. Um, but Friday night, Michigan State took on Western. Uh, they got the dub. But it was a shaky win. I mean, like, obviously, we, we didn't look very good. It was pretty sloppy. But we got the win. But really tough because Darius Snow, our linebacker slash safety, uh, returned this year. He's going to be out for the season. I don't know if it was – I think it was a knee injury of some sort. He's out for the year, which is just a major blow to this MSU defense, which was our weak point last year. Uh, and then the captain of our defense, Xavier Henderson, our safety, who was going to go to the draft last year, came back, one of the – the bright spots of our defense last year is also set to miss significant time with an injury as well. So just a really tough start to the year for Michigan state with the injuries. Yeah. It's, it was crazy. Cause like, I guess I'm obviously I'm not a state fan, so I didn't even know Darius snow, but we, we didn't see the injury. Like mm-hmm. it didn't like 
We didn't watch him get taken right. off the field. I did see Snow get taken off the field. Xavier Henderson, I had no clue he got hurt, but Snow did get like carted off of the field. I must have been not looking at I the guess TV. So, maybe, I might, yeah. might have been in the bathroom, but I, man, that sucks. I I know how it feels to be sitting there in first game of the year. One of your best players goes out. We had it last year with Ronnie Bell yeah. in the first game, one of our top receivers. So I feel for Sparty fans, but you're right. That game was shaky. Mm-hmm. It was a touchdown game, 13-21 to 21 with like eight Heading minutes to go fourth, yeah. in the fourth quarter. And I was sitting there like, this game is like, I thought this game was over yeah. in the, after the first quarter. It felt like it was going to be a blowout. Yeah, State came out pretty strong, and then it just got – it got the offense really was stagnant for a while. The defense really was. It's not that they couldn't get a stop, but they were just Western's offense was on the field for long stretches of time. Um, and shout out Western's freshman quarterback yeah. too. He played pretty well. Uh, really good scrambler. He played pretty composed as well. Uh, definitely could see him giving Central problems. Hopefully not. But that yeah. was he. He had a good, great start to the season too. Yeah, he totally played like he was the best player on the field mm-hmm. as a freshman, which is not something you see. But he's got that confident, you know, quarterback swag. He was running a yeah. lot. He he was a dual threat QB. And he, he was, was escaping he was the pocket really well. Definitely, yeah. especially with Michigan State's pressure. They yeah. were pressuring the hell out of mm-hmm. him. He was getting pounded. Yeah, and he like. Fourth quarter, he was still playing well, so it was really cool to see how well he played. But week one win is a week one win. Yeah, exactly. And state goes to Ak- or not goes to Akron, but we take on Akron next week, so should be an easy win. It definitely it should be an easier win than Western was. Um, so I'm hopefully excited for that. Let's move on to Michigan. Michigan played pretty well in their opening game against Colorado State, especially the defense. Uh, did Colorado State not score? Or did they get a field goal? I can't remember. It was either zero or three. I don't remember either. And they didn't score a touchdown, but no, I just can't I remember that. if it was three or zero. But defense dominated. The offense was – it kind of took a while for them to get really going, but still a, a pretty easy game for Michigan. Yeah, and, you know, it felt like to me as a, as a Michigan fan, you know, I was watching, you were watching the whole game obviously too. It didn't really feel like the offense got going. Mm-hmm. It felt like our run game got going, uh, which obviously is going to be there when we're playing Colorado State. Obviously we're bigger, faster, stronger right. than these guys. Uh but I really was hoping to see Michigan be able to throw some long balls. You know, we're in the midst of a QB battle, which most people, which apparently Cade McNamara yeah. thinks is weird. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll talk more about that. But uh, I really was hoping, you know, it, to me, a QB battle, especially in these first two games against Colorado State and Hawaii, who you, again, we can run on. If, if, the, if the going gets tough, let's just beat them with the run. But why not try to air it out a little bit? You know, throw some long balls. Cade was missing all the checkdowns, so I guess maybe that's why you don't throw <laughs> yeah, if long ball. If you're missing ball. the checkdowns, it's going to be tough to hit the, the gonna deep going to be ball. a long game. But Michigan, you know, we got out there with a huge blowout win, and so that was awesome to see. But this QB battle, when J.J. came in, it was it was he electric. Great, yeah. He looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go jump right Yeah, let's that. talk about J.J. and Cade. Um, obviously, we've known for at least since the start of this year, since Jim Harbaugh named Cade the Week 1 starter, J.J. Week 2 starter, that these two guys are battling for the spot the rest of the year. But even before that, this goes back to last year. I mean, Cade McNamara was having a great year all year last season, leading Michigan to undefeated record up until the Michigan State game, where Cade played really well in that game anyways. Mm-hmm. Even Michigan fans then were like, we want J.J., you know, like, it, and Cade had done nothing about it. And Cade obviously comes out after the game and says he was surprised that he didn't already win the job and that he's competing for the job with JJ and he finds the situation unusual I think it's bullshit that he says he was surprised by it because this is no surprise to me Cade you're you're only playing because of your seniority it's been that way since you've been at Michigan and you play mistake free football which is great Mm -hmm. Cade is a great QB I'm 
I've been a Cade guy for I was Cade guy last season for most of the season, especially after the game against MSU. And I was seriously a Cade guy headed into this season. I said, you know, he's a senior. JJ can get more reps still, but Cade is the senior. Just led us to a Big Ten title. And then he came out and he did this, fell flat on his face when he knew there was a QB battle going on. He knew he had to perform well. There was pressure, which is good because something there was something to you know care about during mm-hmm. this game where otherwise who who cares? But you came out under pressure and you played like dog shit. You you didn't play well. Yeah, uh, especially against a poor team too. Yeah, especially against a bad team. And then you have JJ McCarthy come in in the second half and balled out. He you know twenty yard rushing touchdown and. Uh, and then after the game, for you to say that is just—it's cra- It's ridiculous because you're supposed to be this team leader guy. You're supposed right. to, you know, be the team leader. But for you to say that just doesn't—you should—you should want that QB battle. You exactly. Should, that should excite you. That some that that they don't think you can do it. And then once you don't do it, now you're gonna start complaining when you know this thing is yeah. not happening. Uh, and JJ is clear and far above. The more talented quarterback, you might not be like the better game manager, right. you but know. he's yeah, he has more skill at the quarterback position. I don't think anyone yeah. argues that. Nobody and JJ, you know, he is a Michigan guy. He is such a Michigan man, and Kate is too. But he, you know, he was acting. He was probably acting. He was upset clearly. Uh, but the QB battle is going to be so interesting to watch for the rest mm-hmm. of the year. But to me, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, Cade lost that in the post game. He yeah. didn't. He didn't lose that during the game. He lost the job in the post game. If JJ comes out and torches Hawaii, you know, it's four, forty long, you know, forty yard long balls, balls out, runs all over him. It's over. I mm-hmm. mean, Cade, you're done. You're, you've got to transfer. Uh, we appreciate it, but like, you 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 messed up a little bit at yeah. the end there. And, and I do love Cade. I'm still a Cade guy, and I wish there was a world where he could start for Michigan this year, and it wouldn't affect anything. Yeah, you know, but it's just unrealistic. As, like, a non-Michigan fan from the outside looking in, I mean, I guess I can't really say from the outside looking in because I know everything that's going on. You know? like, I'm not a Michigan fan, but, like, You're the I know enough to pretty much be a Michigan mm-hmm. fan, you know? Yeah. Like, it's going back to last year, it, it was hard to envision this situation not ending poorly, you know? Because it'd be different if Cade had this year and he's done. But Cade has another year of eligibility after this year. He's not an NFL quarterback. So he does, you know, he has no reason to leave Michigan and go to the draft or transfer anywhere else if he was to keep that job. Whereas J.J. McCarthy, you know, he's a five-star quarterback, highest Michigan QB recruit in a very long time. Um, A guy like that has to start eventually, Mm -hmm. especially with the glimpses we've seen of him. It's not like he's been bad. You know, he just hasn't gotten a a fair shot. A guy like that has to play, but K just didn't do anything to lose the job necessarily. So it's hard to see a situation like that ending well mm-hmm. because of especially while you're trying to win games you know it's not like you, your team sucks like they just made it to the college football playoff so you know it, it most likely will end with Cade um as the backup and he might transfer th- during the season who knows um but JJ McCarthy was asked about the quarterback battle I think yesterday or something in a post game or a press conference and he just said that he loves the QB battle he says it's he's using it to his motivation and it's he's learning a lot from Cade and he he was very humble about mm-hmm. it which Sounds obviously like it obviously is what you want to hear from your quarterback yeah it, JJ just really has acted like a leader for the even last year you're a five star QB you don't most five star QBs aren't going anywhere where they don't play yeah. right away so to see that is and to see how 
comfortable he was, how okay he was with it, at least in the press, you know, whether he is at home or not, I don't know. But he really seems to be okay with the QB battle because he's at Michigan, mm-hmm. which is just amazing. And it just shows so much leadership ability right. when you can be so humble and even though you're so good. Yeah. Like so much and far he, and, and above And he probably realizes, like, yeah. I should be the quarterback. Yeah. Like if anyone's going to be – complaining in this situation it probably should be him mm-hmm. you know because he could say all right i'm out I, you know i could go anywhere else and be the starter if i wanted to you know so like but the fact that he's not the one that's acting up is definitely a red flag for yeah. the michigan staff it's pretty awesome though from jj like, yeah it, it just you know iron sharpens iron but iron might have made a diamond with jj like <laughs> yeah. it might have made a beast we'll see uh, they take on, obviously, we said Hawaii this week, 51-point favorites. So <laughs> that's one that I just don't know if I would take to cover. Like, it's just <laughs> – I understand that they, like, like they probably will win by that much. Like it's, But just on paper, it just sounds so – like, that's just so many points. Yeah. And it's like one drive of the whole game. You mess up. That whole 51 yeah, point might be gone. But Hawaii, like, probably won't score. So yeah. as long as you score 51, which – you probably can. I mean, who knows? But uh, just a couple other college football, like around the uh, nation things. Georgia absolutely killed Oregon. Um, they look absolutely dominant. I know it's only week one, but they just are picking up where they left last year after losing like seven starters to the NFL draft on defense last year, which is just wild. They like they like shit on Oregon. Yeah. They torched them. Bo yeah. Nix looked like dog I know. Water. It was bad. And I don't even know if, like, like is Oregon overrated <laughs> or is Georgia literally just that good? Mm-hmm. Excited. That's what, what it feels like. They it are fun like to watch. They're just yeah, they filled are. with NFL players. Like, it's crazy. Just electric. Yeah. Um, And they Alabama takes on Texas this Saturday, which is going to be really fun. Pat McAfee is actually joining uh, College Game Day with ESPN. He just signed a contract with them. He's going to be on the College Game Day crew. Which is gonna be sweet. That is wild. I that know he signed a contract. I know with because ESPN. I didn't. I didn't think he would be with ESPN. Yeah, he te- he seems like a guy who'd be totally against it. You know, yeah. similar to us. You know, yeah. we're you know, we're too big for that. At exactly. This point. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't. I don't want to sign the contract. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. But, I don't, you're not <laughs> signed, I'm not signing no dotted. Line. I know, but that's pretty cool. Like him and Lee Corso. I tweeted it on our page today. Like him and Lee Corso on the same booth. It's just gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be fire. Um, last thing. Uh, I mean, I guess we can mention Ohio State, Notre Dame. Ohio State, pretty sloppy game, though. Like, it wasn't a fun game to watch. Ohio State ends up winning. Um, I saw Notre Dame is 2-22 and against top five teams since, like, 2004 or something. So it's awesome. You love know, to see We it. can all hate Notre Even Dame. Even though it was against Ohio State, like, whatever. We can all hate Notre Dame. I think we all do. Everybody does. <laughs> um, and then LSU, Florida State, one of the craziest endings to a college football game ever, and it was week one of this year. Um, and Brian Kelly, did you see Brian Kelly in the press game or the, the press conference yesterday, like the mm-hmm. day after he was just like talking shit about how the media showed up late. Like he was like being all sarcastic and snarky with him. Like, Oh, if you guys show up, showed up on time for media. And one of the people just go, well, maybe if you won, you would, we'd show up on time. <laughs> like just call him, him here. And he like, like it was hilarious. Like Brian Kelly is such a loser. So that was just hilarious <laughs> that that, that happened. Yeah, so. that is awesome. Screw Brian Kelly. Exactly. All right. Um, are we ready to hop into weekly picks? I think so. I think so. Um, before we do this, uh, obviously, I mean, I know where they know it's coming, but we have had a jingle the last two seasons of weekly picks, obviously. But if you know, we've mentioned a couple times, we have a new podcast machine now, and we don't have the old song anymore. I mean, we do have it, but, like, not on this. Yeah. Um, so we decided to do something fresh for season three. 
Uh, I think we just hop right into it. Yeah, here we go. On season three of the High Tempo Weekly NFL Picks, the stakes are higher than ever. Kyle versus Easton. High Tempo Weekly Picks Season 3 is back. Let's ride. Let's go. That was, uh, I am hype. Like <laughs> I, I couldn't hear it, so like, yeah, yeah, it was a little yeah, awkward. I, but I bet it probably got you freaking hype. I could run through that door. Take it right <laughs> off the hinges. This is like when Dan Campbell gives his motivation. Yeah, no, that, that's how like, that felt. Like If you're not ready for NFL football after that, what more do we have to if do? If you are not ready for weekly picks after that, I mean, you just click off the video. Yeah. Unsubscribe. We don't want you around. We want people that are excited and hyped to listen to this and pumped because we are pumped. What more do you want us to do? Exactly. We are want, you not entertained? Now, obviously, um, there was no jingle if you're disappointed. <laughs> uh, we are going to make a song, uh, but we figured just to, to open up season three, we heard that track and we were like, we need to yeah. do something over that. It felt like how every every NFL anything should start. Yeah. Just exactly get you excited uh so we will we are going to make a song uh before next week's episode and that will be our song for season three but that's just the to get you ready for weekly picks that shit was fire so uh as you heard easton say in that little clip there there's the stakes are at an (laughs) all-time high higher than ever okay that's what it was (laughs) pretty Uh, close the stakes are higher than ever the scoring is going to be a little different this year so if you know weekly picks from the past we simply go through all uh, 16 games, and whoever gets the most right wins that week. And we have a few tiebreakers, obviously. But this week, we added three extra points to be available on the scoreboard. Uh, with that being, we're adding like the spread into games. So uh, each of us are picking three games that we want to take a team to cover the spread, and those are going to be three extra points available. So you can get two points from one game. Yeah, it's pretty huge mm-hmm. it's 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 really big exactly and there i don't even know if there's gonna ever be a tie now with that. i know it's gonna be because we also we're still gonna keep the tiebreakers the yeah. tiebreakers are the prime time games so and then if not we still take a we just pick a random game if not so like there's plenty of stakes on the line here wait there's only three prime time prime time games oh yeah there is only three well we could still only like i mean if we guess them the same you know like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah then yeah. we can still yeah, tie yeah. that yeah, then we'll find a tiebreaker yeah exactly yeah like there's shit. we have we have tiebreakers on tiebreakers <laughs> on tiebreakers we, we know what to do so like i know as much we're talking about weekly picks here in the past you've won both seasons right no we're split one of we them. are split yeah yeah, Did, yeah. Who, you won last season i won last season yeah i had the crazy comeback in season one I thought I just like got blown out in season two. No, you, you. I think you won. I think I was making a comeback. Oh, okay. I think. I guess I'll have to look at it for. Yeah, I, can, I, I have know. my old notebook that I can look at for it. Yeah, but, good call. Good um, call. Yeah, I think it, I think it's split, but I don't know. Some reason thought I was. You were up two zero. Damn, that feels not. like something we should have talked about and known as <laughs> podcasters. Probably right. <laughs> <That's> just... Whatever. <laughs> um, and then obviously with like the covering the spread thing. If you take the underdog to win the game, obviously you can't pick them to cover the spread because obviously if you're picking them to win, they're going to cover. So like you either have to pick the team that you are picking to lose to cover or the team you're picking to win to cover while winning, yeah. obviously, yep. for a backstory here. So are we ready to hop into it? Yeah, for sure. Week one. Yeah, Let's I'm go. Pumped. Thursday. Oh, wait. Actually, uh, one more thing before we hop we into it. We are not ready. <laughs> we are not ready. Um, our NFL Team Fantasy League, I yep. think we've described it a couple times, but we're doing a league where each week there's a random draft 
order. And then we pick teams for that week where your team is filled with one team. Like you had the first overall pick, chose the Denver Broncos. So your whole fantasy lineup this week is Russell Wilson, Javante, Melvin Gordon, you know, Sutton, all those guys. And it's going to be fun. And yeah. then we, you know, play each other all year. And it's just, it gives us another reason to watch another game and to root for another team, I guess. Yeah, like Monday sure. Night Football, you're going to be like going Locked in. What's Like your... I wonder who you picked for your that game. <laughs> Obviously, okay. I would assume yeah, you I, chose. I just made sure, double checked. <laughs> uh, what's your team? What team did you I get? picked the Lions. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I the... Do you know who my flex is? Can you um, guess? It's KJ Hamler, probably. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just making sure. Just I know like out. all of them, dude. You, oh. you can't stop oh, me. Oh, look at me. Of them. I Guess, just, okay, I'm, here's pop quiz. Okay. Jack has the Cowboys. Name the three receivers he's starting. Like, the oh, two it's the, the most difficult ever because it's CD Lamb. Yep. Gallup's hurt. Gallup's hurt. <sighs> They've got a rookie that's starting. They've got a rookie that's starting. I don't know his name. Uh, Jalen Tolbert is the wide receiver too. And then, I and then the flex is a guy that I never heard of. Noah Brown. Wide receiver. Who is that? He projected guy? like seven and a half points. That's, so that's baller. That's <laughs> know, pretty exactly. baller. I picked the Lions. I definitely they should have went undrafted, but it's week one. Got to root for the Lions. So gives me even more reason to root for all of them uh, to score and everything. Yeah, go Lions. Now we're ready to start. Yes, we are. All right, Thursday night football: Buffalo Bills at the L.A. Rams. What do you got? I got the L.A. Rams starting off season hot. The Buffalo Bills felt like they belonged in the Super Bowl. They didn't. They lost according to the overtime rules in the NFL. If it was anybody else, they would have lost too. And you can't let the Chiefs score in 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. You can't. You, you probably deserve to lose. We're still talking about this. So Rams going all the way. They want to prove it that even if the Bills did make it, they weren't beating them. Mm-hmm. That's a dub. Yeah, I got the Rams as well. How can I not take the Rams? Reigning champs. I know the Bills are going to be really good. I like the Bills, uh, but I got to take Stafford and the Rams. Reigning champs. I mean, that's all, that's all you have to say. Easily. Next game is Willie's favorite. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals, an in-division rivalry week one. What do you got? I got, who do you think I got? I got the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> should I tell, did we do the, we should do the covers as we, st- yeah, as yeah, we go, yeah. right? Yep. And I'm taking them to cover negative six and a half. Really? They're going to blow them out. Like, it might be a 30-point win for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. I understand it's a rivalry game. But the Pittsburgh Steelers suck. Their team is bad this <laughs> Mitch year. Mitch Trubisky starting QB week one. Yeah, it's not the Lions. He's playing the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, He's right. not playing the Lions. He's not going to be good. This one was actually kind of tough for me just because oh, of the rivalry. God. Um, I took the Bengals. Obviously, I'm yeah. going to take the Bengals. But I am taking the Steelers <laughs> to cover plus six and a half. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm taking the Bengals to win, but I'm taking the Steelers to cover. So we both took Dude, that, like, is that awesome. game. But that is so funny. Block. That's pretty cool. Um, so by the way, we're doing it off FanDuel. So if you get mad at us over the the like where the lines are set at, blame FanDuel. Uh, neither of us are 21 either. So like we're not actually betting on this. This is not gambling advice. And also, don't blame us. If you have complaints, go watch another podcast. <laughs> like if you're Seriously. gonna, like if you're gonna, like bet on this and lose and get mad at us, like dude, we're not even the age to gamble. I have yet. no money in this. None. <laughs> exactly. Now, give me two weeks. I will be yeah. having 
I will bet on every single one of these games. Yeah, you should have some skin in the game. At <laughs> exactly. That point. I might it's, as well. It's only fair. You right. can't tell people to take something and then not take it. <laughs> That's yourself. literally what we're doing right now. <laughs> but like, we can. Yeah, I know. But yeah, Willie, I'm taking the Steelers to cover. I got faith. Uh, also, I have <laughs> Najee Harris <laughs> in my family league, so need him to go off. You have faith in a close game, not a win. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, not a win though. Well, if they win, I mean, I still get the point over you. Yeah, you still you know? get. Yeah. So Perks. that I guess cover. that I will take that if that happens. All right, uh, next game, the most important game of the week. Philadelphia Eagles are headed to Ford Field to take on your Detroit Lions. What do you got? This was the easiest pick of the week. Jalen Hurts sucks. <laughs> AJ Brown, trash. Miles Sanders sucks. Uh, Devontae Smith, ass. <laughs> I'm just go- thinking of synonyms. Dallas Goddard, butthole. Like, <laughs> butthole. I'm taking right. I'm taking the Lions. Yeah. Amon Ra, dog. <laughs> I can go the whole TikTok. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm taking the Lions as well. Obviously, I took them in our team fantasy league. I will be picking that team to win every week. I mean, obviously, I'm going to. So Especially this year when yeah. we're the best team in football. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like I'll be taking the team that I pick in the fantasy league, the team league, every week. Like gotcha. I'll be picking gotcha. them to win, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, Lions going to win week one. Sold out crowd at Ford Field, by the way, which is hype. Uh, so, yeah. Next game, we have the Indianapolis Colts headed to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. This one is another one that just, like, a couple of these are just so obvious, and it's all on the top side. The bottom side, it's a lot more shaky. I've got some crazy takes, but I'm taking the Colts here. The Colts, Jonathan Taylor might have 100 points in fantasy this week. (laughs) Probably. And Michael Pittman will also probably have 100. Definitely. Um, If the Texans were to win a huge upset game, it would be week one, but I'm not going to be the guy to pick it. So I'm taking the Colts, and I'm also taking the Colts to cover minus 7.5. I definitely think they can win by more than a touchdown. I would hope so against Houston. So that's my second uh, spread of the of the weekly picks. Oh, you got the Colts covering? Yeah. Okay, let's just take the easy ones. Jeez Louise. <laughs> like, like, I took let's the just Steelers take the, plus 6 and Let's half. take the clearly obvious ones. There's no rules against <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm going to judge you hardcore off the ones that you take okay. next. Okay. All right. Uh, the New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons. If you took the Saints to cover. I did. Okay. I just took the Saints. Okay. But, like, <laughs> just thinking about something. All right. The Saints. Yeah. I took the Saints, the Saints too. Um, but I really low-key wanted to take the Falcons. Because week one is so unpredictable, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Like, I, I just didn't. I thought about it. I, mean, I did. It's a new-look Saints team. Exactly. New-look Saints team, new-look Falcons team, too. So, uh, Next, we have the Baltimore Ravens headed to New York, to New Jersey, actually, to play the New York Jets. This is another pretty obvious one. The The Ravens should win this football game. but I am, And I am taking the Ravens. But I am taking the Jets to cover. Nice. At plus seven and a half. Nice, gonna be a close one. This is one. a rivalry game. This is a revenge game. Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco <laughs> is starting now. The history of Joe Flacco is not a good one, other than a Super Bowl. Yeah, like other than the Ravens, post Ravens, Joe Flacco a, has not been phenomenal. He's been a ton of blemishes and not very many bright spots. However, he will make this a close game. It's it a is against game. his. It's against his old team. Yeah, I respect that. I was even considering taking the Jets just because of the Joe Flacco. But, no, I took the Ravens. It's like a cool new way to not take the team, like, take the underdog. Yeah. But, like, like if you really are thinking about it, but, like, ah, it's way too risky, I'll just take them to cover. That's what I did. Yeah. That's what my, my thought was. It's a smart play. Was. 
Next, we have another in-division rivalry, New England Patriots taking on the Miami Dolphins. This one is so interesting, too, man. I, and I want the Patriots, but this game is so up in the air. The Dolphins probably should win this game. Uh, but, like, first time with Tua, Tyreek, and we know how everything's going to work. Uh, it should work just fine, but we'll see. I'm, I got uh, the Pats. I also have the Patriots here. Yeah, the, the, it's just tough. You know, Dolphins week one. We don't know what their team's going to look like. Patriots didn't change much up. I don't think the Patriots are going to be good this year. I predicted them to finish last in their division, but I'm still taking them to win this week one game over the Dolphins. Yeah, I will take. I will. Uh, if I could bet on issues within locker rooms, I would bet that Mike Gusecki is an issue in the Dolphins' locker room. This really? Year. They've converted them to a blocking That's tight true. end. That's true. They have done that. He was, a, Maybe he's he was mad one of the best it. receiving tight ends in the league. He's like, very good last of, year. Like, literally, when you watch him, me and Jack would watch him all the time. The dude caught everything. Oh, yeah. You and he's good after way. the catch, too. He's, like, he's very bitch. athletic after yeah. the catch, too. Yeah, He was like a dog in fantasy. Maybe something will happen there. Um, next, Cleveland Browns against the Carolina Panthers. What a fun game this is going to be. This game is nuts, and... I circled the wrong team just looking at it now because, like, I'm, I'm looking at them like, I didn't, why would I ever pick them? I have the Cleveland Browns circled. I'm not going Browns. I'm going Carolina Panthers. Revenge game for Baker Mayfield. That's one I feel a lot more confident in. Yeah. Uh, much better roster around him in Carolina. I'm super pumped. I mean, this game should be hot, heavy, intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited for this It would have been way cooler if this game was in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have just, just been awesome, uh, especially, like, Deshaun Watson on the sideline. Uh, and then Baker back in Cleveland, obviously. I'm going Carolina as well. Baker, revenge game. I, I'm rooting for Baker in this type of game. Browns, huge L, Browns. Like, huge. just this whole offseason, humongous L. Uh, I was I was liking the Browns, you know, and they started to be good again. It's, and I'm not saying, like, I'm a bandwagon, but, like, it was fun to root for them because they're like the Lions. They've always sucked, and they're finally becoming good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they just, like, <laughs> did a bunch of stupid stuff, which they still could be good, but, like, I ain't messing with it. Uh, give me the Panthers. Yeah, they like finally were decent, and the fans were in uproar over being decent. <laughs> yeah. How do we start Baker? He's the best QB you've had in twenty years. <laughs> yeah, literally. since the start of the two thousands, <laughs> and you just ran him out of town. Yeah, I hope Baker Mayfield is a dog in Carolina. I know it'd be pretty like, sweet. I want him, and I, I imagine, like you said, imagine the scenario if it's flip flop. They're playing in Cleveland. He wins the game, and he plants a damn Panthers flag <laughs> in the middle of the stadium. Literally. <laughs> Come on, dude. I awesome. love Baker. Go have Panthers. we picked every game the same so far? I think we've picked literally every game the same. I think we same. have. Interesting. It's going to come down to a lot of covers. <laughs> I know. All right, next game, we have the San Francisco 49ers headed to Chicago to take on the Bears. 49ers versus Bears. 49ers are one of my Super Bowl sleepers. I think they could be incredible this year. Uh, I've Actually, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I'm taking them to win this game and... To cover at negative six. Oh, and a doubling down. What a boring pick. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, they're going to win by more than a touchdown against the freaking Bears. I don't know, dude. It's a lock. I that's, don't know. That's the second lock. So, of the initially, when, we wrote, when, when I wrote down this game, right, uh, I had four covers down. One of them was the, the two I've already said. There's one a little bit later. I had the Bears to cover here uh, against the 49ers. And then I thought to myself, you know what? <laughs> What? Week one, it's Trey Lance's like first start of the year as the guy. Uh, it was the drama with Debo this offseason. I have Debo in one of my leagues, so I really shouldn't be like saying that. I'm taking the Bears at home over the 49ers to win the game. Uh, this will be one of the few times all year you will see me 
like not root for the Bears, but pick them to win a game. Uh, I hate the Bears, but I just since they're gonna suck this year, hopefully it's a lot easier to like a team that's gonna suck, you know. So I'm gonna take the Bears. It's a risky pick. It's definitely my riskiest one on here, but I'm taking them. I'm going at you this podcast. But that's a terrible take. <laughs> like I hate the Bears. <laughs> oh, I hate no. Trust me, I hate them too. But like, absolutely hate them. I like the Niners. That's part of my. I shit. like them too. <laughs> what are you doing? Dog? Because, dude, I'm not like you got to make bold picks. Yeah, you're right. Week you're one, right. you don't know what's gonna happen. You're right. Um, my bold picks are later. And like we've also had the same. I've not had a single bold pick up until this point so all right next jacksonville headed to washington to take on the commanders first time we've said that on weekly picks that sounds so weird (laughs) and i am taking the commanders this this game sucks (laughs) i will not be tuning in actually i will there's not many fantasy players well i have jd mckissick on my bench and i'm assuming antonio gibson's is gonna put the antonio gibson's antonio gibson's gonna put the ball on the floor third play of the game and McKissick will be the starting back the rest of the year. So, I'm I'm really hopeful. Yeah, hey, Brian Robinson's healing up fast. So. Yeah, he is. I've got him on my I've got him oh, injured. There you go. I've got him on the Perfect then. I've got That's both. Better. Of them. I just don't have the shit one. <laughs> I'm taking Jacksonville here. Um Carson Wentz first start in Washington, kind of a theme I'm following here. Don't know how it's going to go. A lot of drama in Jacksonville last year. I think it's going to be a lot better this year. Week one, I'm going to take the Jacks. They won week one last year. Only game they won all year. Actually, no, they won the last one too. Um, so it's going to be history repeats itself. I do not think there's a world in which there could be more drama in Jacksonville this offseason. <laughs> exactly. There was something crazy. Would have, like, <laughs> it would have to be like Raiders level it, of crazy. I was going to say, like, it have to be type Raiders type stuff. Speaking of the Raiders, the next game is the Raiders at the L.A. Chargers. What a game this was in week 18 last year uh we'll see if it lives up to the hype again this was the tie game right where yes. they, they could have they could have tied both, both made. made it yeah uh what a this was one of the best games of the year maybe yeah. the best game and it was pretty just hilarious at the end of the <laughs> game know. when it felt like both teams were trying to tie uh-huh. uh but man do i love the chargers now i i just and i have herbert and fantasy this is my year two of having keenan allen like are you kidding me? How could I not sit there and be a Chargers yeah, fan? I like the Chargers. Uh, and Justin Herbert's just, he really is just incredible. He is him. He's hes so much fun to watch. He's, you know, baby Josh Allen out there just running around slinging that bitch. Yeah. Uh, I love this. So I'm taking the Chargers against the Raiders, but would not be surprised otherwise. Yeah. Um, when I made these picks, it was when we were in the middle of that, because the way we did the draft, it was kind of just throughout the day. Like if you were up, you just text it in there. Uh, and I'm playing against Mitch. Mitch had picked the Chargers uh, while I was picking these. So, obviously, I'm taking the Raiders. I'm playing against Mitch in that league. Can't root for the Chargers this week. Uh, Got to take the Raiders. Just so many conflicting. <laughs> I know. They're, like, I, I was thinking that same thing in fantasy. Like, who did Seth take? Uh, the Vikings. Shit. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. They played no, the dude, Packers. Yeah, that's, that's a tough spot <laughs> like, you're in, What dude. do I do? Horrible spot you're in. Um, we'll get to that game here in a sec. Next game, the New York Giants taking on the Tennessee Titans. This is the first game that I've like. I think is a big surprise. I've got the Giants winning this football game. Uh, Titans have one of the worst offensive lines in football. One-dimensional offense with you know Derrick Henry and nobody else traded away their only other piece. Uh, that was like a big guy on mm-hmm. offense. Obviously, the addition of Robert Woods and Traylon Burks. They hope to nullify that. But I don't know, man. First game, the Giants got Saquon. This should be an intense. 
healthy game. I'm really excited to see what happens. I'm taking the Giants. I like almost took the Giants, but man, the Giants are really bad, and they have Daniel mm-hmm. Jones as their quarterback. I they did are. definitely think about it, uh, but I went with the Titans here. I just think Derrick Henry's probably going to run all over them. Uh, no Kayvon Thibodeau to start the year either, so I'm going to take the Titans, but would not be surprised from a Giants upset. Next, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals. This game is fun. This game is fun. This game should be high-powered, really good offense. Kyler Murray, you know, Call of Duty hasn't come out. He should play well yeah, this true. week. Uh, I'm going with Kansas City. Week one, though. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the Cardinals. The Cardinals uh, I have climbed that list of teams I hate in the NFL. <laughs> they're in that top five list. Uh, there's a good chance they're number three. I mean, I really don't like the Cardinals, uh, mainly because they're our little brother, the Lions' sons. Um, however... I am taking the Chiefs, but I'm taking the Cardinals to cover. I think this is going to be a good game, plus five and a half for the Cardinals. Uh, it should be a good one. Like you said, Call of Duty yet to drop yet. So Kyler should be on his A game to start the year. Classic Cardinals fashion. Mm-hmm. We're going to start off the year great uh, and then just totally suck at one point. Obviously, I don't think the totally suck part is going to start week one. So taking them to cover, Chiefs to win. Yeah, screw the Cardinals. I want to know what your list is. Your top five. Like, you say I know your top three because that's how you said Packers, Bears, Cardinals, uh, Vikings, and then... Vikings are four? I hate the Vikings. Oh, dude, I love the The fifth Vikings. slot is like a five-way tie <laughs> between, like, <laughs> the Steelers. Five-way? No, no, no. The Cowboys are in my top five, actually, 100%. I hate the Cowboys more than I hate the Vikings. I don't like the Browns either anymore, dude. I do not like the Browns. Oh, dude, I don't either. There's a lot of teams My I top five like. is actually... Like, the exact same as yours, except no Cowboys four at the five. I had a team, but they slipped my. Well, mind. the Steelers are probably like number one. Oh you. no, yeah, the Steelers are. Yeah, yeah the Steelers. They're, are five. They might be in my five. I don't know. The Seahawks are right there. Yeah, I hate the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, last game before we get into prime time. Two of the teams we've been talking about: the Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. I made my decision. I'm just I hate the Packers more than I hate Seth. <laughs> so I'm picking the Vikings to win this football <laughs> That's game. That's a good thing to say. <laughs> yeah, give me the Vikings. Uh Packers suck. Aaron Rodgers has fallen off this year. Um yeah, taking the Vikings. Sunday night football. What a doozy this is gonna be. This was this uh first game of the year last year, and it was a really good one. Tampa Bay at Dallas. This is gonna be a fun one. Gonna be a shootout. I mean the scoring in this game should be ridiculous. Jack taking the Cowboys in the fantasy. League is just genius. Uh, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, he just don't lose. He yeah. just don't lose a lot. So I want Tampa Bay here. One Another one of these times where it's a rare occurrence, I'm going to be picking the Cowboys. Um, Tom Brady's got a lot of drama going on right now. Uh, he's you know He said he's, there's a lot of shit going on in his life right now. He hasn't been to training camp. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be washed because he's my QB in my family league. So, like, hopefully he does good. Him and Giselle are, like, going through it, too. Yeah. Like, a lot of stuff going on with Tom Brady's life. Could see it be maybe distracting in this week one. I'm going to take the Cowboys here. Yeah, Giselle doesn't like the fact that Tom's cheating on him with the game. Oh, he's yeah. He's in love with the game, man. He just <laughs> exactly. like, loves it. He can't the fake go. retirement is just it's the last Ugh. straw for her. She's just he, – she can't I handle I don't blame it. her. Like, dude, you're – 50 like come on dude your your kids have to have a father figure at yeah, some point somebody's got to kiss them good night <laughs> <laughs> all right monday night football we have let's ride the denver broncos and russell wilson headed back to seattle to take on the seahawks 
screw Russell Wilson. The rest of the team, let's ride. <laughs> Using his own slogan exactly. against him. Uh, I picked the Broncos in my league. Broncos versus Seahawks. Like I said, I hate the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. Go Broncos. Broncos. This this might be the easiest pick of the week uh, between that or the Houston one. If Seattle wins this game, it'd be nuts. But it is in Seattle. They have crazy fans. Yep. Russ is back. Like, I feel like that's gonna like they're gonna cheer for him though. Yeah, like I don't facts. think they're gonna boo him, so he probably will go off. It'll I would be assume. time to ride. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, how far are we into this podcast? Forty minutes. Okay. I was gonna say like it feels like we've been going for a while. Me too. Uh, we only have one more thing to talk about, but it could last a while. Uh, as you know, we've been doing our top ten at each position in the NBA for the past like month or so. It is time for power forwards. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before. This one might be the easiest one we've done so far. Uh, not saying like it's the best or the worst position, but I didn't have much trouble ranking this list, especially yeah. finding the guys. Like the because the hardest part for me is usually like that seven through ten, and I really didn't think it was that tough. No, there there it just isn't a lot of good power forwards right. in the NBA. It's a lot of PJ Tucker's. Uh, Tobias Harris did make my list. Honorable mention, but like that guy doesn't scream top ten NBA player right. position mm-hmm. when you watch him play. Uh, I'm I'm excited for this list. I actually thought it was easier. Like I made my list today at like noon, and as I was writing it down, I switched some stuff up. Yeah, I was, and I don't know, man. I'm just I made my list pretty fast. It didn't take me very long. <sighs> I'm kind of nervous, man. <laughs> All right, um, top ten power forwards in the NBA. We're using ESPN positions as always. The only guy that isn't listed as a power forward that should be is Evan Mobley. Is he a center? Um, he's listed as a center. He he sh- for sure would be on this top 10 list. As much yeah. as I obviously oh, yeah. push the Cade is better agenda, Mobley 100% is better than a few of these guys at the bottom of this list. And I assume next year they'll have him listed as a power forward and he's going to go off. But yeah, he's he might not be, right He now, might be so. three on this list. Like, he, he could. Like, it depends on the, the jump he takes. Yeah. I don't know about three. Three's a little wild, but... Um, I, do you want to go over our uh, top 10 power forwards list that we did last year, or do you want to wait till after? Because it's pretty funny. Yeah, I do want to Like, go. right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I got it. And it's just, like, it's it's not much different than my list is currently, like, my list. Um, so, the bottom, we each had John Collins at 10, Tobias Harris at 9 for me, Tobias was 8 for you, Siakam was low, uh, you had Siakam at 9, I had him at 8, both had Draymond at 7. Nothing crazy. Uh, Anthony Davis, number six for you. <laughs> I mean, it worked. I mean, end of the year, it looks great. Right, yeah. But, but it's still wrong. But just wait. <laughs> Sabonis is number six. Uh, Julius Randle is my number five. Sabonis, your number five. Julius Randle is your number four. Uh, and Zion Williamson was my number four. Zion, your number three. AD was my three. And then I had KD at one, Giannis at two. You had Giannis at one, KD at two. Gotcha. Just the gotcha. Randall thing is funny. It's how we just, both it's had just him so Randall. High. Like it's because he had the year. You know, yeah, he, he had, had a great had a year. year. I mean, last year he averaged twenty points a game. Yeah. Like uh, but speaking not. of Julius Randall, he is my first honor, first and only honorable mention. Uh, did not make my list. Just didn't make my list. Not yeah. impressed by Julius Randall. He's number ten for me. Okay. He's right at number ten. Number ten is Julius Randall. Thank you. Uh, do we even need to talk about him? Like, no. yeah, the Knicks suck. I, uh, I we'll don't. see what happens. That was too much. They have a big three of him, Brunson, and RJ Barrett. The worst the mid three I've seen that. <laughs> mid yeah, that's, three. Just, that's just so mean, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my number ten is John Collins. Collins had a pretty solid year last year, but the Hawks kind of—I mean, they didn't disappoint, but they just didn't play as well as they did the year before. He was really good in the playoffs two years ago, um, but just his role was weird. He's a guy that has been in trade talks. For the last like three seasons, him and Clint Capella both. 
we'll see what happens because it seems like Onyeka Okongwu is the future of the front court there. Whether it's Capella or Collins that goes, Hawks should be better this year. I think he's going to flourish with having DeJounte there too, um, but I, he's my number 10. Yeah, and he's so interesting. It's just like his career, He, I I've, I think he's better than he is Yeah, every time I see him. He's and, been like a 20-8 and eight guy yeah. his whole career. And but, he's just like solid though. Yeah, you he, watch exactly, him play, he's yeah. like, He's not really doing a lot, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like. Uh, my number nine is John Collins. Uh, like I said, just doesn't feel like he's doing enough, but he's top ten. Exactly, yeah, he's a position. top ten at his position. Like, And, <laughs> and like, it's weird because he, like, kind of – I don't want to say he peaked year two, but, like, his year two in the league, he was, like – took a huge jump. He was, like, 18 points a game as his second year in the league, and it was like, wow, he could be, like, pretty good. And then not that he's gotten worse, but he just, like – I thought he was going to progress into like all star type level, and I don't. I would assume he's never going to make an all star game. So, still a good player though. Yeah, it just there was feels... talks about us, the Pistons trading for him last year too. Yeah, and remember when he's the man in the max? Yeah, Could you imagine he John got a max. Combs? He has a max. Like his oh, he the does. max he was eligible for. Gotcha. Um, but it wasn't that lower than what he wanted though. The max I don't. I can't eligible. remember. It I don't think he been. was like eligible for what he wanted. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think he, didn't he get wanted the like a, or something. Yeah. yeah, but he got his rookie max extension gotcha. though, which obviously is still a max uh my number nine is tobias harris tobias harris gets a bad rep because of the contract he's on um and a lot of people just don't think he's very good because of it i don't think he's like crazy good or anything i just think he he doesn't really like fit the sixers like he's Mm -hmm. not really what the 76ers need with the money he takes up i think he's still a great player he has a pretty good bag like offensively like he's a great offensive player all around shoots it well he dribbles pretty well um, just isn't a solid defender and makes a lot of money. So he would be better on a team like the Kings or something, mm-hmm. but he's my number nine. He used to be like one of my favorite guys that yeah. was like, you know, just like on just below that tier of mm-hmm. like star, like almost an all-star. Yeah. Guy. And, yeah. and I, I always was a huge fan of Toby and then it just went away. Yeah. I used to think the Pistons needed Toby. He needs to be in Detroit, and that just wasn't true. Yeah, I think he, I do low key think if he would have kept blossoming in Detroit, he might have gotten to that All Star mm-hmm. level, maybe because he had the best years of his career, and then obviously he was got better when he went to the Clippers. But he was pretty good for us in Detroit. My number eight is Jaron Jackson Jr., the defensive monster erupted this year. Uh, so good on the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies are just so good. You could all their players seem like you should rank them higher. But, you know, it's it's such a team effort in Memphis. Right. And everybody's doing it. And then Jaw's doing more. He's just doing the most. So, Jaron Jackson Jr. could very well climb this list. But I don't know. He, he's just he's just such a great player yeah. at his role. Mm-hmm. He does everything he's 100%. asked. 100%. And he, he, he shoots the ball like a seventh grader. Uh, <laughs> it's it's horrible. It's the worst yeah. jump shot ever. But it goes in. That bitch falls. <laughs> exactly. Really weird. Yeah, Jaron is my number eight as well. Um. He's going to be hurt to start this year, which kind of sucks because the same thing happened two seasons ago, and he missed like the entire year pretty much. But he, he recovered well from that injury. Uh, he led the league in total blocks last year. I don't think he was a Depoy finalist, but he made an all-defensive team, which is awesome. Uh, him and Steven Adams was a defensive monster in that front court. And like you said, the Grizzlies just are – they were so good last year. I don't see them getting much worse. And hopefully he can get healthy soon. Because uh, I don't know. I think he's going to miss at least like the first month or two of the year. So hopefully uh, he recovers well. Super interesting player, though. He's yeah. just like he's had an, in, such a crazy career. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, I thought he might not be very good. Yeah. Uh, my number seven is a guy who is the toughest guy on the list to rank. Number seven is Draymond Green. I don't know what to do with this guy. He <laughs> he's does so hard, yeah. exactly what he's supposed to do on the court, which isn't a ton. 
Uh, obviously, he does it to perfection, but he's not asked to score the ball, which is the hardest part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's asked to pass and play defense and orchestrate an offense, which when he does and does it well, it's beautiful. He had an f- odd finals performance. <laughs> I know. The most odd finals performance from Draymond. But, man, he's tough not to like. He could be anywhere on this list from f- five to seven, actually. That's the only mm-hmm. area. I yeah, I think him. so too. Uh, but he is just polarizing. It's freaking cold in here. Like my toes are like they're cold. <laughs> I just <laughs> want to put that out. Hoodie there. and sweats. And I, I know. Like great. I really should. I got two shirts on. I guess. But uh, my number seven is Demonis Sabonis. Sabonis is like a. He's a weird one because he's probably going to be considered a center after this year. Um, with you know the Sacramento Kings starting lineup with Keegan Murray and Harrison Barnes now in that front court. Um, Sabonis was pretty good when he went to the Kings last year and with De'Aaron Fox. Really good. But they didn't play many games together uh, because two of them were injured a good amount. It's weird because they tried playing him with Rashawn Holmes at first, and then they just like quit playing Rashawn Holmes. Um, and I, he's still on the team, which was kind of weird to me. But yeah, Sabonis was really good with De'Aaron Fox last year, and I think the I do think the Kings actually could be solid this year. Like that's a good duo. Sabonis had a he's an All Star type of big, really good offensively. Um, well, it's just going to be interesting to see him full time without Miles Turner on his side because, you know, he's he's not the greatest rim protector and Miles Turner could be the best rim protector in the league. So not having that, we'll see if he gets exposed or not. But he's number seven. Yeah, my number six is Demonis Sabonis. Uh, Sabonis is, like you said, he's very odd. He's one of the best passers. Uh, yeah. at the big man position in the league. He can really stretch the floor to like the, you know, the long mid-range jump shot. And he's really smooth around the rim mm-hmm. and he, he'll dunk on your bitch ass. Oh yeah. He don't give a shit. Uh I I really like Sabonis. One of the more skilled offensive bigs in the league. Yeah. Uh I'm really excited to talk about the Kings this year actually. I've got some I think some wild takes. I'm really excited for the preseason show. Yeah. The predictions that should episode. be coming somewhat soon. I mean yeah. like it's like probably yeah. at least like in the next month, I would say. Yeah, I'm super excited for yeah. that episode. I've got some hot takes, some, you know, hotter takes, yeah. some hottest takes. Speaking of that, new Pistons jerseys dropped today. Thoughts? Uh, Honest, 100% thoughts. 6 3. Oh, okay. Like a rating? Yeah, okay. I just did it. That, that was my first thought. 6 3 is solid. I, I mean, like them. Yeah. I mean, they're a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about it, and I'll let you elaborate your points, but I'm not a huge fan of the all black Pistons right. jersey. Are they black or navy? I couldn't tell. That's a black. Is That's it black? black. Okay, yeah. I, did, I couldn't tell from the picture or not. Uh, but I like the stripes. You know, I like yeah. the red and blue side stripes and then the stripe going up and down the shirt. I think we were blessed with a beautiful red jersey yeah. last year. Like, one of the best jerseys the Pistons have ever worn mm-hmm. was last year with that red jersey. And, you know, then we have the teal jersey this year. We're doing the red jersey again, right? I not They don't know yet. It's Because it, it would have to be our city jersey, and they haven't dropped city jerseys yet, so... At the moment, we don't know. I'd be pretty fine with it being the city jersey. Oh, yeah. I, I 100% would but be. you roll out, you know, those black unis, the teal jerseys, mm-hmm. and the red ones. <sighs> That's three fire yeah. jerseys. The black then fits in a little and bit. And obviously, better. the black ones are going to get, like, a not a bad rep, but just not as much hype because the red jerseys were so awesome. And then the teal jerseys were, like, so requested by the fan base that the next one that comes out, you know, we have super high expectations for. I, I like them. Like, I do, I do like the jerseys. I just wish it said Detroit, not the D-E-T, like the huge letters. If it would have said Detroit in some cool font, I think I would have liked it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the D-E-T is the only part of it I don't really like. I do like the stripes. I they, I saw a picture that it's like the bad boys warm-ups. Yeah. It's kind of resembling that, which is cool. What is really interesting to me, though, is James Edwards tweeted that 
Um, they they're gonna have a court as well with those jerseys, like a, oh, that'll be cool. which I don't I it, I don't know what it's gonna look like, but they uh that those aren't the Big Sean jerseys. No, it's like Big Sean designed jerseys for this year. Those aren't those. Yeah, those so, are released like next so week. So we're I getting think. another jersey. Like the teams aren't allowed that many jerseys. You get your home away, the statement, which is the one that just dropped, which is like your alternate city classic. We have our classic. So is the city jersey going to be the Big Sean jersey? Like, I don't know. When did those rules come out? Well, it's not like a rule. It's just how it is. Like, that's well, just... didn't the Miami Heat used to roll out like eight unis a year with LeBron? Um. Well, yeah, that was a while. That, well, with Nike, I guess. Like, oh, Now gotcha. that the Nike jerseys gotcha. are like this. Um, so I don't know what the plan is. Like, if yeah. Big Sean is doing the city jersey or if they just are having another one. I don't know. I'm so pumped for Big Sean's jersey. <laughs> I know. Like, like it's going to be hype. What if it flops, though? Like, what if he sucks? <laughs> I thought this one was it, and I was like, damn, he's going to be mad, like, seeing all the reactions from it. The thing is, he's a rapper. Yeah. You got to remember that. He, he don't did. care. He gets criticism. Yeah. yeah. Um, where are we at? My uh, number six. Yeah, your number six. My number six is Draymond Green. Like you said, really tough guy to rank. Um, and you said had a weird finals, but he was a key piece to a championship team this year. That is a top 10 player at their position to me, um, just like Andrew Wiggins was. Draymond Green, I think, probably would have been the defensive player of the year if he did not get hurt early in the season. Uh, he was kind of running away with it for a while. And Draymond Green obviously gets a lot of talk for his off-the-court stuff, but I think most people can say he is a very good person, and he plays his role very well, like you said. And they won a chip last year. And he was a huge part of it, so he's number six. He might be the greatest role player ever. He could be. As in, he's the only player to be a role player that took him to be a super, like, star player yeah, in the league. like Rodman, too. Yeah. Like, yep. Those two are very similar yeah, guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about Rodman. That's a good one. Uh, and my number five is Pascal Siakam. What a baller. You know, he's evolved every year, keeps getting better. I thought the Raptors were going to slide last year, and they were – just as good as they seem to always yeah. be. Uh, just a great basketball unit. That is a team I'm excited to watch this year is the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. As much as I dis, you know, dis, you know, Cade, Cade, I don't like Cade. them, but I do like them, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's they are like, our little brothers, though. How can you dislike Fred Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, yeah. and Siakam? They just play ball mm-hmm. so well. And, and so OG and Gary Trent, yeah. too. Like Gary Trent is fun to yeah, watch, he dude. He's, he's just cold. a baller. Yeah, he plays so smooth. Mm-hmm. I do like the team. I just Or their guys, I just don't like the team. Like, yeah, exactly. We will beat them four times. So. Every single year. Exactly. For the rest of our lives. My number five, toughest guy to rank ever, Zion Williamson. Um, missed the whole year last year. Obviously, if he was healthy, he's probably number four at least, maybe number three. Uh, but he didn't play last year, and I just feel like I can't put him above Pascal Siakam um, because of the year Siakam had this past season. Now, Zion is probably going to, like I said, be in that top four, top three this year. But with him missing the whole year, I know it's not his fault or anything, but I just felt I felt like it was disrespectful to Siakam for me to put Zion over him. So I got Zion at number five. Really super excited to watch them play this year. Because uh, they were they made the playoffs last year without Zion, so fully healthy Zion was a beast when we saw him. Mm-hmm. Excited to see it again. Yeah, I cannot wait to watch Zion play basketball, especially with like you said, the core in New Orleans is so cool. Yeah, my number four is Zion Williamson. Uh, I'm just so excited to watch that New Orleans Pelicans. I know this year. they're so gonna many be characters, so many interesting guys. Yeah. You know, I want to see Trey Murphy again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see Herb Jones. Yeah, Herb Jones. They have like three like. Alvarado and Herb Jones and Zion yeah. are three of the most interesting NBA I players know. right now. And, and Ingram has the B. Ingram has the you know, he's forty five years old now, Caveman. out of nowhere. Uh they have 
freaking they have Dyson Daniels who they drafted. He he's Super a top G League guy. I'm excited to see how he goes, you know. So is he the next giddy? I don't know. Could be. Gonna be interesting. Could be. My number four is Pascal Siakam. Uh was all NBA this past season. Didn't make the all star game though, which is kind of funny. But was just really good this past year. And like you said, led the Raptors to be much better than most people expected. Him and Fred Van Vliet both had like really high years after last season. I guess it had been two seasons ago now. Uh, Siakam kind of disappointed. You know, he, he had an off year. And this past season, came back, was really, really good offensively and defensively. Kind of played the center for like most mm-hmm. of the second half of the year. Um, and I assume he's going to start at the center this year with their five, you know. So... Even though he's not a center, like it would be nice to see an actual center on that team. But yeah, Pascal's number four. Yeah, that that team, like you said, it's just gonna be so much fun. My number three is Anthony Davis, who for the past year and a half, <laughs> well, the past two years, damn near, just has been the most disappointing player ever. Yeah. He is still Anthony Davis though. He still has showed how great he is. I just wish he wasn't made out of glass. <laughs> I like, know. I, I wish. I wish we could get a full season of AD again, and I'm really hopeful this is the year where we see AD. I hope so. Ball out and be the Anthony Davis we know he is. Uh, I just. I'm really hopeful, and I've got him at three, probably purely off hope. Right. He had just. He hasn't shown a lot in the last two years. In all honesty, he's still been good. He's still been a really good NBA right. player, just not like not Anthony what we Davis. expect from him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, AD, my number three. The ability is there with Anthony Davis. We know what he is can do, is capable of doing. We've seen it. I mean, he has been a top 10 player in the NBA, not counting the last two years, you know, for so many years in a row. Like, been a dominant force. It was like a 21-year-old. Exactly. Like he, he came into the league, was great, and up until, not saying he's not great anymore, but it's just like this is the one time of AD's career where it's like, what's going on, you know? Um, AD, it's we just need him to stay healthy, like you said. This Lakers team was horrible last year, but a large portion of that is they have two good players on their roster, and one of them couldn't stay healthy, and the other one's forty. Like <laughs> you know, like so we need both of those two to collab, uh, and that includes AD being healthy. Really hope he can be because he is he, he is the piece. Mm-hmm. I know they have LeBron James, you and me, biggest LeBron James guy. But if we're, in all seriousness, Anthony Davis is the most important guy of that team. You know, he needs to be the guy. He needs to be twenty eight and 10, mm-hmm. and play 65 games, be all defense. Like, he needs that. He can't shoot 20% from three like he did last year. I know he was hurt, but he still couldn't make a three. So we need him to go to the hoop more, stay healthy, and play the center if you have to. But if you're going to stay healthy at the four, I guess play the four. I don't really know because that's been a weird thing for a long time. But, yeah, he's my number three. I still think I am high hopes for AD this year, like yeah. you said. It doesn't help with the five they surround AD yeah, with. Exactly. We're going to give you Dwight Howard. We're going to give you JaVale. I mean, I guess Which they, they were want, solid. They, they want to ring with yeah. Dwight, I guess. But like, like last year, though, like it was. I don't, I don't who, know. Who was last year? They had, No, they didn't have Dwight. Who I was had, their center last year? They had Drummond uh, two years ago. But who, who was? was last year's center on the Lakers, bro? Oh, they had Montrez. No, Montrez no, wasn't on their team last no. year. Damn, dude. Who the hell was their center? This is like stomping me hardcore. They have Thomas Bryant this year. Um, wow. Who the hell? This is like at center. This is like embarrassing. Like I should know this. Everybody should know this. Yeah. It's the Lakers. Who was the center, bro? <laughs> you gotta look it up. I do have to look it up. You're right. Did you say your number three? Oh uh, yeah, I said it was AD. 
oh, dude, I don't even want to move on until we've got this. I know, dude. Out. I just like it's just so wrong. Because okay, so their starting lineup would have been like Westbrook. Um, how do what would I even do to look this up? Like twenty twenty one Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Twenty twenty two Lakers. Yeah, who the hell? Just look at a picture of their roster. I just, I literally, I can only think of Austin Reeves, Russ. Yeah. Okay, this Talon is Talon Horton one. Tucker. Who else is on that damn roster? AD. It says Dwight was on the team, but he just, like, wasn't. Like, that's just a lie. Or maybe he got traded there. Because he played for Philly. He did go back Yeah, to he LA. got back. You're right. He You're, did go back was, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... He started off the year with Philly. I'll go to his reference He's made real quick. three stops in LA. I know. Yeah, started off the year with Philly and then got traded to LA and played played 60 games or played 27 games for Oh, see, but like he didn't start the whole year. This is just confusing me now. Okay, no. He played the whole year for the Lakers last year. He didn't get traded. He gotcha. was he played for Philly 2 years ago, Lakers last year. Gotcha. So it was Dwight Howard. Okay. Um and then they had DeAndre Jordan last year. That's who it was. <laughs> And DJ. he got and he got uh, traded halfway through the year too. Yeah, and he so, was absolutely he was garbage. really bad. Like, he yeah. was actually the worst player. Ever. But they do have AD as a center on here from last year. Um, yeah, this team sucked. Yeah, but Seku like, was on this like, team. To me, Anthony Davis needs to play more like Giannis. Yeah, but Giannis is, doesn't play the five. Mm-hmm. AD is right. Giannis plays the four, but the five is Brooke Lopez who sits in the three point line. Yeah. So and protects the paint. Like, yeah, absolutely. Which is so a rare. Perfect Miles guy. Turner. A perfect guy for Giannis to play with. You yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah, if Miles Turner gets to the Lakers, AD could be dangerous. Yeah, he and should. And that's been the talk. Like him and Buddy Miles Turner and Buddy Heald How? for Westbrook and those two first round picks they have. It's funny. Which is that'd be a good trade for the Lakers. It's a combination of like two previous trades we've been hearing for yeah. years. It used to just be Miles Turner and then just be Buddy Heald. Yeah. Now they're on the now same they team. Have both, yeah. So they can just go <laughs> and together. It's the Lakers are still connected um number two my number two is kevin durant uh super interesting to me he's you know one and two on this list to me i'm gonna say this before we do our rankings are the one and two in basketball really uh, kd number two he's just he does it all he's just so yeah freaking good and he was the only good player, it felt like, on the Nets in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It felt like he was alone yeah, out there. Yeah, it did. And he, he balled out with his back to the wall. Balled out. Uh, obviously, not the outcome he wanted. Right. But still balled out. Kevin Durant's my number two. Uh, last year, I had Kevin Durant number one on this list, and I actually had him as the number one best player in the league. I don't really know when I'm going to rank him this year. I don't think he took a hit or anything because he was really good in the regular season. He got hurt again. But... Yeah, KD, all the drama that happened with him this offseason, I'm happy he's still on the Nets. He is still one of the, if not the best offensive player in the NBA. Um, and like you said, was good in the playoffs, just they did not play, their whole team did not play well, so it didn't look good for him. Um, but the last two years, he's been like a durable guy in the playoffs, which is really interesting for KD because like he gets hurt in the playoffs, or I mean in the regular season, like every year. And then in the playoffs, he's playing 48 minutes, you know, and it's just like, and not getting hurt. Yeah, it's he, really weird. He probably gets dumb bored of being dumb efficient and mean. Yeah, probably. Games. But like, if he's never done a calf raise, how does he <laughs> not get hurt in these playoff games? Oh, uh, yeah, KD's my number two, though. My number one is Giannis Antetokounmpo, the best player in the world by far. I mean, it's just, he's ridiculous. There's not a thing. You've heard everything about Giannis. Yeah. I don't have anything exactly. else to say. Giannis is number one, like you said, the best player in the NBA, without a doubt. Um, that's something that I would 
I'm not like afraid to share before we do our best yeah. players list because I think it's obvious. Um, yeah, Giannis. I should. I'm not saying I should have had him number one last year, but like he's number one. Like yeah. Giannis is unstoppable. Um, and just I yeah, like you said, there's nothing else to talk about with him. We no. know what we're getting. It's Giannis. That's it. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Like we said, go check us out on everything. Let us know what you think about the weekly pick sound. And go watch some football this weekend. Yeah, go watch some football. Enjoy it. Bye. Peace.